Jolt. The Jolt. This is The Jolt with Larry Flick on Sirius XMLQ. Oh my gosh, I heard that song for the very first time this morning and I'm already obsessed. New music by our buddy Matt Nathanson, Gold in the Summertime. I was uh, actually telling Matt on on the Twitter how it's it's like it's like August block party in my neighborhood 1976. Such a great summer song and I finally figured out what some of those horns sound like. It sounds like uh, an old fifth dimension song. Yeah. Ooh. Low, little Laura Nero, Stone Cold Picnic. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's good. It's good. 36 past song. the hour. <laughs> You're listening to The Jolt on Sirius XM Q. It's Wednesday morning, May 27th, and we are so pleased you're hanging out with us. You picked a good time to stop by because Rashida Jones has entered yes. the room. Looking very, very, very... Mm-hmm. A little bit of everything today. Uh, yeah. She's giving us... <laughs> Let's just give her the, the the gay fashion review. Yes. she's got the she's got the biker jacket. She's mm-hmm. got a very Saturday Night Fever swirly dress. Right, that's what I was trying to think. Very Karen Lynn Gorney, and right? Very <laughs> and very very Cannes Film Festival shoes. Yeah, oh no, that mm-hmm. now that's negative. Now that's sounds negative. <laughs> that's why I was pushing a hot little red button. No, but they're proper heels. They're not like hooker heels. Exactly. They look good. Thank you. They don't look like they hurt. They don't. They don't. Or else I wouldn't wear them. I like that. Yeah. So Rashida (laughs) Jones, uh, so many great, great projects, including my all-time favorite, Celeste and Jesse. I know. You were such a nice supporter. Oh, my God. That movie. Thank you. I love that movie so much. You were so good in it. Thank you. So, so good. She is the producer of a new documentary that uh, I watched over the weekend, and I was telling people, including Spencer, who who booked you, who brought you in, I said, anybody who has has a a daughter, you will put her in a cage, (laughs) take away her phone, no internet until she's 30. (laughs) Seriously, this movie is why, one of the many reasons why I don't have kids because I would just lose my mind. It's called Hot Girls Wanted, and uh, uh, let's begin with um, really it's 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 really a, a battle cry for how we need to keep uh, a closer eye, a loving closer eye on 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 our young on our young girls, and start beating the shit out of people who try to lure them into the world of. Uh, of uh, pornography. Um, what lured you into this? Speaking of being lured. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, well, I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with this, this notion that pornography is, it's such a part of mainstream now. I yeah. Mean, it's not, it's, it's unavoidable. It's here to stay. And it's changed culture. It's changed music. It's changed the way we see each other. And, and because of that, it's, it's now, you know, it attracts young girls to 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 go pursue this as an option after high school because it feels like a great opportunity to pursue fame and and success and money and glamour and all the things that are promised to them, which is like you know that's an age old thing that that happens everywhere. It happens in Hollywood, whatever. But this particularly um, is dangerous because the girls are 18 and in terms of having freedom of choice and understanding what those choices actually mean 
I mean, I know myself at 18, I, I, I made some bad choices, but I think we all do. Well, when we're 18, we think we know everything. Mm -hmm. And at 51, I can look back and say, I didn't know a damn thing at yeah. 18. Yeah. Not a damn thing. I was a baby. I don't know a damn thing now. <laughs> I'm with you on that one, too, no. Rashida. I'm with you on that one, too. So it's a very, it's a, it's such an interesting movie, and it takes a look at really re what, what hath we wrought. Um, because on one hand, um, I think that it's good to, to live in a sex positive environment in a sex positive world. Absolutely. Um, you know, I uh, still think about my hyper Catholic Italian Catholic upbringing and think, wow, that really screwed me up. And I'm, a, I was a boy child. Um, so I, I wouldn't want to raise a child in a, in a, world i was joking before where they should be afraid of any kind of sexual life but i do i do as as an older guy look around and think boy have we glamorized the wrong parts of sex well that's there is a distinction and unfortunately i think porn is part of the problem well not all of porn but some of porn is the, is the problem here, which is that there's a difference between your sexuality and sexualization. Mm -hmm. And and porn is entertainment. It's adult entertainment. It's not educational. It's not a reflection of reality. And there's there's a there's a blurred line there in the middle that makes it really difficult for people to know the difference. And you know, the average age of somebody who watches their first porn is 11. So you you are whether or not you want to you're teaching people how to have sex or how to think about oh, sex. Oh, I know, I know, and that's that's tricky. It's tricky also because, and it's something that we were talking about in relation to something com you know completely different earlier, which is, um, so much of of porn is is at least hetero porn, although kind of gay porn too. You're not letting you boys off the hook. Uh, <laughs> Is 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 around the quote the idea of quote jailbait, and and I have a thing about kids as entertainment. I, I I think that if you're watching a child of any sort, you know even if it's in a Shirley Temple movie, examine what part of you is broken mm -hmm. that you need to be entertained by a, a child mm -hmm. because no one should be entertained by a child except his or her mommy. Yeah, there's we're we're weirdly obsessed with youth and and you know. I think it's because we probably on the deep, some sort of deep philosophical level, we're scared to lose our own and it's yeah. about mortality and all this stuff. But you're right. I mean, the most searched word in porn is teen. Yeah. So there, and there is this kind of, re this relationship with porn. There's like, it's very predatory, especially this amateur porn. It's like, oh, look at this young girl who's in her house. She doesn't know him around the corner and her daddy's out of town. And, you know, there's that, that is a, a huge part of the, the psychology of enjoying that is that yeah. that's considered alluring and 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 sexy you know and i think i think and one of the things that you learn from watching the movie and again the movie is called hot girls wanted and it's been just been acquired by netflix yeah it'll, yes which it's means be on netflix on friday you'll be able to watch this and when i heard about this i was so excited because i watched the movie not knowing that and i kept thinking oh man this is so good and like so many great documentaries Who's going to see it? How are you going to see it? And then when I heard Netflix picked it up, I thought, well, <laughs> it's now part of the media obsession of the world. That's a good thing. Yeah. Plus, you take your name, bingo. Um, and I think um, I, I, you know, I, I watched it, and I think people are going. People look at this kind of porn, and they 
they think it's staged. I don't think that they understand how predatory it really is. Well, it is staged, but it's sort of like, you know, when you're talking about choice and freedom, it's, you know, again, it's sort of murky what that actually means. I know. Everybody's a willing participant. I know, but it's not. It's different, though, because the what, when you, what you learn from watching the movie is that it really is there's a lot of lying going on there's a lot there's a lot of there's a lot of vulnerability at play that's for sure and and i and and so you know it's sort of like it's almost like the the, the pedophile's law of well he said he wanted it well you know you're playing to the most vulnerable part of a child well that's the vul- you're right but it's the vulnerability and it's the it's the subtle coercion you know, and in circumstance. So they know that the girls won't get paid unless they finish the day. They know that they want to be liked. They want to be hired again. And so they have a lot of power over them. And there's, there's definitely some exploitation of power, for sure. It's so, it's, it's so fat. How much, this is something that it may seem completely off the mark, Rashida, but I can often be off the mark, so... Play along with me. How much of this is is predicated by by people who want to get even with women in general? How much of this is just I don't know. Well, I was watching the documentary and I was thinking so much of this. These are dudes who were probably rejected a lot, and they're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna get even for every fucking time. Well, listen, you know, we've seen, I mean, now we're just starting to see laws that are protecting women against revenge porn, and it's exactly that. It's, you broke my heart, you rejected me, I have a naked picture of you, I'm posting it online, yeah. and I'm going to make you pay. So there is like a direct relationship there, but I think sex is a metaphor for power, always, you know? Always. So, you know, anytime there's a war, it's like the first thing that happens is is rape, you know? Yeah. Um, so I don't know how related it is, but you know, forty percent of porn is violent against women, and I don't think that's an accident. I think that's you know, it's it's porn is capitalistic; it's supply and demand. Yeah. And you know, I I definitely wonder. You know, there's there's so much that women are doing; they're evolving so quickly around the world, and I think that can be scary for men. You know. Indeed, indeed. That's Rashida Jones joining us here on The Jolt. I'm Larry Flick. The movie is called Hot Girls Wanted. And um, it's it's uh, going up online with uh, Netflix on Friday, you said. Yeah. yeah. Which is very, very exciting because it's it's one of those movies that if you have a child, you have to watch. And it's not actually only if you have a girl child. If you have a boy child, you should watch it too. Teach your boys about how to function in the world. Um, and... You know what? What I like about the movie is that it's cautionary, but it's not. It's not like I said earlier. It's not sex negative, um, and I. You know, and and I'm gonna. I'm not gonna pretend that I'm anti-porn because I'm not. But I am. Me neither, by the way. Yeah, and yeah. I know you're not, and I know you're not. You know, uh, but but I am against this kind of. I don't know. I don't need to see someone younger than 25 doing it. Even if, even though I would say I didn't know what I was doing at twenty five any more than I knew when I was eighteen, but I just don't need to see it, and I don't understand people who do. Well, I think I think you know. Listen, it's a free market. That's that's part of capitalism. Again, yeah. it's like it's a metaphor for for and, money in a weird way. Yeah. But it's it's more about the fact that if even if we're just dealing with like a workers' rights issue, yeah. it's a completely unregulated industry. Yeah. It it really goes 
unnoticed in a weird way because it's it's you're dealing with people's sexual fantasies and that is considered private. But the truth is, it's prevalent now, and it's there's no it, there's no way we can ignore it anymore. We, I mean, I'm I, I'm my call to action is yes, it would be great for there to be regulation, but at the very least, we can educate people on what they're watching and what it takes to make the thing that is entertaining them. So, what's also uh, uh, compelling about the movie is that it talks about um, it covers the the broad strokes that we're we're indulging in now, but it also introduces you to young women like uh, Tressa. I actually really liked Rachel. Yeah, we don't know. We They're don't get. Great. We don't get to know Rachel as much as we get to know Tressa, for example. But it's um, very brave for them to even be filmed. Very brave. Very brave. Really, really I, brave. I sat with Tressa and Kendall, her boyfriend, at mm-hmm. Sundance, and um, you know, I could tell they were really nervous before. You know, the movie's about to play in front of all of these people. It's so personal, um, and you know, it's it's less about the being on camera and having sex than it is. Ta- you know talking about your your innermost feelings and being vulnerable um but they are incredibly brave and they're still very much involved with the movie and you know uh rachel actually shot the she's a photographer and she shot the poster for the film oh really yeah and they're you know they're they're proud of it in a way because i think they they are brave and they can maybe be a voice for other girls what's what's you know what's got to be difficult is and i'm curious to hear if, if any of it has splashed onto you is the the judgment because people will look at this and they'll there are all kinds of judgments you can you can draw you can draw judgments about the men you can draw judgments about the girls you can draw judgments about the families you can draw judgments about the people who make who who allow this to happen by purchasing it right you know the real bottom line is if we didn't buy this specific kind of entertainment it would not exist that's true there's a reason you know like there's been this like uptick um, one of the things that this this watching this movie over the weekend inspired me to do is to, to, to do some more reading, and I was actually surprised by the uptick of this very specific underground brand of porn, where the women are kind of choked a lot. Yeah, and I'm thinking how, like, we yeah. all have extreme fantasies, yeah. but how do you? So we're buying this. Yeah, someone's lot, buying a this. A lot of people are buying because it. where there's no money, there's no one. Exactly. I mean, listen, this is to me like this is the dark side of again. It's like this is more of like a financial thing than anything else. Like we live in a cap- in capitalistic society. Like this is what happens. Anything people want, they can get. Mm. And there's more of it. There's more of it. You know, the question is, it's more of like a deeper self-reflective question like where are we right now and how can we step back take a look and ask some questions see i think we're in a very desperate place i was watching this and i kept thinking the the common denominator of every single person in this movie is desperation desperation for money desperation for power desperation for love desperation for validation desperate just we are a desperate society right now Mm. and and we do extreme things when we're desperate you know, yeah. we spend our money in weird ways. We we make very odd choices. Um, to me, this movie is 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 a lot of this movie. I don't think this movie is a, is a much, as much about sex as a, as it's about political power. It is, and it's about it's also about this this attain attainment of happiness. This weird thing we've been sold. You will be happy if you have exposure, power, sexual power, fame. fame glamour yeah you will be happy and, and some, that's just not true and it's been proven yeah. time and time again the most yeah. famous let's 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 you know call it as it is one of the most famous women in our world 
came to our consciousness in a sex tape. Right. So that's that's exactly what every 18-year-old who goes and to And everybody Miami wants thinks. to be Kim Kardashian. The girl mm-hmm. in the movie. Everybody wants to be her. Right. So. The girl in the movie says, I'm going to meet Drake and I'm going to marry him. He's going to be my husband. And she thinks that very much as a direct as a direct result of what and, she's seen. And it's and it's such a it's such a loaded thing because on one hand you want to sit this this young girl down and you want to say, you know what? It's really good that women are not ashamed of sex. Because once upon a time, wanting being a woman and wanting sex and enjoying sex and and celebrating her sexuality was considered so horrible that her life would be over. Right. And also, once upon a different country, too. Right, right now. Right. So, you know, on one hand, you don't want to you don't want to throw women in. You know, we're talking about women right now. You don't want to throw them in a in a realm that says, "Go back to being ashamed of your yeah, sex." Yeah, no shame. Yeah. But you, but you also want to say, "But, baby." But that's, this is this is that's the, not the root. This is what needs to be untangled again. It's sexuality versus sexualization. Yeah. What makes you feel good versus. Be, uh, being objectified, what makes other people feel good, and then yeah. projecting that onto you, the, the two things have conflated, and they're not the same thing. We have not taught girls enough how to feel their own pleasure. This is not about their own pleasure. This is about being wanted, being liked, being seen as an sure. object. Sure, You know, I mean, and those and those two things, in this movie particularly, like, there's a girl who says, I don't have sex in my personal life. I have sex on camera. Like, I've made a choice not to have sex in my personal life. So for her, it's a business. And maybe there's something about that distance and that dissociation that makes her, like, more professional. But ultimately, it should be about what makes women feel good. Yeah. And the thing is, and I've known so many people, grown people, who have willingly gone into the adult entertainment world, the actual act, performance, whatever, is the least sexual thing you can ever participate in. Right. It is not erotic. It's not, you just feel like, you know, you might as well be typing at a desk. Mm-hmm. It's not, there's nothing erotic about it at all. So it's all very, very fascinating. Um, Rashida Jones joining us here. How does, have you have you um, performed as an actress since you completed, since this movie's been completed? Um, yeah, I, I, I did a TV show that comes out in the fall. Um, I shot ten episodes of a TV show called Angie Tribeca. How does how does immersing yourself in a world where all of the things that we're talking about are being negotiated? How does that affect you when you are climbing into a woman, and part of the woman is her sexuality or her sexualization? How does that does it? Because you're one of those. Uh, my take on you as an actor is. You're you're very sponge-like. You absorb, and then it kind of comes out of you, different than the way it goes in. Yeah, you know, I'm. I wouldn't say I'm too much of a method actor in the sense that I play variations on myself, okay. and that's for me how I can keep things honest. You know, and you know, with Celeste and Jesse, a lot of it came from personal experience. I worked very hard and was focused, but it, I never really like. You know, I, I wasn't transported into a different place as a different person. But, mm-hmm. but and I also, like, probably the characters I play aren't highly, I don't think I've ever played, like, a highly sexual character. I feel very private about my sexuality and my sex life. And I think that's probably why I, you know, don't play those characters. But That's very interesting. Yeah. 
So how how did you how did you feel changed? I mean, I feel different after watching this movie. Yeah, I mean, it definitely made me consider the things that I do to either get attention or love or or you know to feel like I fit in or you know especially as a woman in Hollywood mm. there's a ton of pressure I try my best to not make it my problem and I've always told myself if I start to see myself the way other people see me or I, I think other people are seeing me I have to leave I gotta go do something else mm. um, because that's not why I did it in the first place and it's not why I continue to do it but you know I think I think that there's a divide happening here and I'm not sure like it, maybe it's generational but I'm starting to feel like I don't have that same yeah. thing where I want to I want somebody to see me as a sex object and I don't know if that makes me irrelevant. Well, what's what's fascinating is, is <laughs> you know what I mean? I keep I just keep thinking about the presidential race after I've seen this movie. I feel like so much of this is tied into our political structure. I yeah. really do. Yeah. I honestly do. And when I, every time I see, you know, we're hearing about Rick Santorum probably about to enter the race. He's a, one of the examples of why there's this desperation. People like him are the reason why there's so much desperation. And to me, again, the movie is about desperation. I just, it's, it's a remarkable movie. Congratulations. Thank you so much. And how, how amazing to use your status and your, your, power to make this happen. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Rashida Jones, the producer of Hot Girls Wanted, goes up on Netflix on Friday. Make sure you check it out. Thank you for visiting with us today. We will be back first thing tomorrow. See you then.